I am discovering me. Discovering me. My identity was hidden, taken from me, long before my ancestors began hanging from trees. The serpent, he was the real thief, deceiving my sister Eve. He made me forget I was royalty. My father is a king. I am the daughter of the everlasting, loving, omniscient three. He came to give me life. This world wants to take it away. He never intended for it to be this way. Free will, a blessing, and a curse. Say my name. My life matters. God said it first. Discovering me. Redefining my identity. Made fearfully and wonderfully, flaws and all, my destiny was altered when I heard his call. I can't see where I'm going, but I know what I'm leaving behind. My faith is blind, lamps at my feet as I shoulder his load. I feel light, I see life as I walk the Samaritan road. On today's episode, I introduce Kara Jefferson. Kara is a Christian, doctorally prepared, certified nurse practitioner. She is also an ULA life coach and a Reiki master. She has worked in emergency medicine, urgent care, and telehealth settings, helping patients of all ages as a nurse practitioner and registered nurse for over 20 years. Kara has been published in several journals, including the Journal for Christian Nursing and an article titled Living with Crohn's, a Personal Account. Kara is passionate about engaging and empowering patients to have more control over their health and wellness, but also emphasizes overall life balance and spirituality. As a result of her own journey, she turned to functional medicine and is in the process of obtaining certification to help others find the root causes of their chronic gut health problems through her virtual business, KAJ Wellness. The core pillars of KAJ Wellness focus on gut health through diet, sleep, stress management, mindfulness, and movement. On this episode, Kara gives us practical tips for dealing with chronic illness, Crohn's disease, as well as some tips on dealing with stress and being an advocate for yourself in the medical field. Hello, everyone. This is Nori, your host of the Discovering Me podcast. And today I am talking with Kara Jefferson. Kara Jefferson. And we're going to be talking about how suffering produces perseverance. So I'll go ahead and let Kara introduce herself. Hi. Thank you so much, Nori, for having me. I am a functional wellness consultant and a nurse practitioner who's been practicing for years and years. And I currently see clients one-to-one in my business that focuses on gut health. Oh, cool. Excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And so I just wanted to get a little bit of your own personal story. What led you to your career or what brought you interest in being on the show today? So, you know, when I first saw this, I was like, whew, suffering. (laughs) I could have probably written a book on on this 20 years ago and probably for 10 years, if not more, of my life. Wow. Um, My journey began over 20 years ago when I started having really bad abdominal pain, bloody diarrhea, lost 10 pounds in less than a month. Wow. 
and they kept telling me nothing's wrong with me. I just had a stomach bug and I, I knew that I didn't just have a stomach bug. Um, so it turns out, you know, fast forward, had a colonoscopy, was diagnosed with a severe case of Crohn's disease, which is an Ooh. autoimmune disease that affects you anywhere from your mouth to your anus. And it was like the minute I got the diagnosis, my body shut down. Wow. It was hospitalization after hospitalization after hospitalization, got down out of the hospital, weighed 60 pounds. Wow. wow. Yeah, it, it was it was tough, the, the, the journey. And I was in the hospital for extended periods at a time, like the longest hospital stay that I had was over a month. Wow. Um. And I felt like that entire time I was suffering because I was in pain. At one point I was coded, which that's a medical term, but right. it actually means like I died and they had to resuscitate me with the paddles and came back to life. But they put me on medication after medication after medication to try to control it. And it did to some extent, but I never fully got rid of the symptoms. And so I always felt like I was suffering in silence mm. or suffering behind closed doors where only my parents could see what was going on with me. But to the rest of the world, it was like I didn't exist. That's literally how it felt. Wow. That's intense. So how did you, how did, like, going through that, you know, situation and just dealing with the doctors telling you nothing is wrong, how did you figure out that it was Crohn's? I don't know if I missed that, if you already shared that. No, so I, I was at the time, I was a biology undergrad with plans to go to medical school, ah. right? The same system that failed me. <laughs> so I knew that my symptoms had been going on for over three years, like intermittently. And every single time it was stomach virus, stomach virus, stomach virus. And I started like looking at some of these other studies and I'm like, there's no way a stomach virus wouldn't make me lose 10 pounds in a month. Right. And it typically doesn't give you bloody diarrhea. So that's when I decided to take matters in my own hands. So I was still under my parents' insurance. I called them and I'm like, I need to know what to do. And where I can turn to because this was not a helpful visit. Right. And they were like, here's the number to the insurance company. So I called the insurance company. They gave me a list and I called every single gastroenterologist, made an appointment, called them back, canceled that appointment because somebody could take me sooner. Right. Until I went with somebody who could take me the soonest. I had a colonoscopy the following Monday and that's when we found out that I wow. had a really severe case. Wow. And so you said after you got your diagnosis, your body shut down. Like, what did that look like? Well, you said you spent uh, a month in the hospital, but like, even I can imagine just like emotionally, mentally, spiritually, how did that like affect you? It was exhausting. It was draining. I also had a toddler. Oh, no. At home. And so my parents and my sister and everybody was taking care of him. So I felt like I couldn't be... Mm the mother that he needed to be. It was also, you know, at the time I was like 20 years old. And so I felt like I'm not enjoying life. So it was like the friends that I had, it was almost like they kind of forgot about me because they were living their life. Right. And meanwhile, I was stuck in a hospital bed. The only people who were there were my parents, you know, 
coming, they, they pretty much stayed to try to figure out what was going on. But the other thing, literally my body shut down. I was dehydrated. I ended up with a major GI bleed. Wow. And then that's what led to me coding. Wow. So mentally, I just wasn't there. Brain fog, confusion, loneliness, sadness, depression, you name it. I right. Is that what led you to your uh, current career now? Is this how you ended up on this journey? Yeah, so it is. So, you know, I couldn't, the doctors said, you cannot go to medical school because the stress is going to kill you. Stress worsens your autoimmune disease. Oh, wow. So I was never good at following directions and people telling me what I can't do. (laughs) So I still, I felt, you know, being isolated, I was like bored out of my mind. So I'm like, oh, well, let me go to nursing school. So (laughs) went to nursing school. Then same thing as almost probably going to medical school. Went to back to school for nurse practitioner, got my master's, and then I even got my doctorate degree. Oh, and wow. Throughout all of that, I would have these bouts of pain, cramping, can't get out of bed, vomiting all the time, running to the toilet, and I'd have surgery, and I'd have another surgery, and wow. I'd have another surgery. So I only have half of my um, large intestines and about half of a little bit less actually than half of my small wow. small intestines. But at the end, I was just like enough, like enough of you guys cutting on me. And so I decided to look at alternative modalities because my mom was big into holistic things. She's a yoga instructor. And so she had a group of friends that were into all that. So when my doctor said after my last bowel obstruction, like I'm going to need to do surgery again, I started researching and I found a place that did manipulative physical therapy on your your abdominal scars because we knew that those adhesions were causing my symptoms. And so I did that. And then through talking with them, they started telling me about all these other things like functional medicine. And I started doing my own research. And here we go. I have been in remission for a couple of years now. That's awesome. Yeah. So what did you learn in that process through, you know, suffering and being told that you couldn't do the things and you did them anyway? (laughs) You know, what did you learn through that time period? So I learned quite a bit. I learned that, number one, some of what is in this world is completely, you think, within your control. But a lot of it, there were many days where I prayed because prayer is like one of the only things that really got me got me through this but I also learned that just because people including me we go to school for all these years and you think that the doctors have all the answers well the truth is sometimes they just don't right they can only do their best with what they're trained and so it's really important to advocate be your own advocate for yourself you know your body more than anything else And having a support system, that's like the biggest thing, because I think that if my parents would not have been there, that I would not have been able to get as far as I have. Mm. You know, they took care of my son. They were there for everything throughout the process. That's awesome. And so, like, if anybody else is, like, going through, like, a difficult situation, right, if they're, or even maybe even some of your patients, right, that you deal with, how do you help them to overcome those obstacles? And what like tools or practicals could you give them? So, you know, one of the things that I didn't start at that time, but, you know, in retrospect, I wish I did. 
I wish I would have started my gratitude journaling. Mm. So it's something that when you're in the darkest hours and you feel so alone, just finding the smallest thing to be grateful for. And so when I started this, it was, okay, what's one thing you can be grateful for today? Then it became, what's, what are three things you can be grateful to, for today? And then it became five things. And so that helped to start changing my mindset. Right. And my mindset, you know, because your brain and your gut are connected. So the more I started being grateful, the more good things started happening that I could recognize in my life. And I just never, ever gave up. So I don't want anybody to feel like, you know, it's hard not to say, why me and why not that person? Right. The thing about it is you don't know what that other person is suffering with. Right. Like when people first looked at me, they they were like, oh, well, she looks normal until I got out of the hospital and I looked like 60 pounds, which is skin and bones. Right. Right. So like being on the other side of it, are there any things that like, and this is more specific to Crohn's disease, right? This question, because I, I feel like maybe we might have someone listening who might be dealing with this. And so is there anything specific that they should ask or bring up or just, I don't know, you talked about advocating for yourself. So I'm like, what are some specific questions maybe? So some specific things are don't let people tell you that, you know, Crohn's, you're going to be stuck on all of these medications for the rest of your life. There are other alternatives out there. They may not be covered by insurance. So, you know, some people may have a hard time navigating that part of it, but also recognizing that diet is huge and the decisions that you make today. So the food that you're eating today may not necessarily affect you today, but it will affect you in 10 years. Mm. And so that could potentially be making your symptoms worse. Right. And just like they said, stress, your body will never heal if it's in a constant state of stress all the time. And so had I known that all the things that I did to push my body, yes, that probably led to me having surgery after surgery Mm. after surgery. And I wasn't eating right. I wasn't doing any of those things because I never expected it to happen to me. Right. What are some techniques for dealing with your stress that you've developed? So I do, you can see my little girl back here. Yes. So I do some meditation work. Um, I also try to do yoga because I realized that once I was able and fully capable of doing all these things that I wanted to really get out there and exercise, right? I wanted to run every day and do all of those things. But even when you do those high intensity things like that, it puts extra stress on your body. Right. So your body needs time to just get into its parasympathetic state, relax, and then actually healing can begin. There are other things. Find something to be joyful about every day. I, we like to call that our vitamin J. Oh, so I love if that. you like to laugh, like put it on something that'll make you laugh a couple of times a day. If your thing is dancing, and yes, you may be hurting with your Crohn's disease, there's a time that you could even be in the bed listening to music, do a little dance. If that's what makes you smile, do it. And yeah. dance like, you know, people say that dance like nobody's watching, but it's true because it's not for them. At the end of the day, you have to start doing the things that feed your soul. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or how ridiculous they think it is. It's all about you and you getting well. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything like 
that you know you feel on your heart that you want to share or anything that I maybe didn't ask a question about that you feel like oh this would be really good to talk about yeah I think the only other thing is that what I see today is that a lot of people are always looking for that quick fix Mm. and so especially when you have an autoimmune disease like mine like that journey was not easy it was definitely not a sprint I was the tortoise in the tortoise and the hare story and that's exactly how my healing journey went and that's what people need to expect I think it's unrealistic for people to think that when you have conditions like Crohn's disease or any autoimmune disease that any provider is going to magically fix you there's no such thing as a magical pill right but just remember that in your suffering you are learning something and you are living a journey that nobody else will live And it's part of your purpose. It's part of your reason for being. So please, please, please don't ever give up on yourself. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Would you say that you you found... So a lot of what my podcast is about is about finding your purpose and going after your passions and like really just understanding like what it is that you just love and embracing it. And so would you say that through your suffering that you kind of figured out your lane and figured out where you wanted to go, like your purpose? I, I think I finally, you know, it's taken a while, lots of education that I'm not using all of it anymore. But <laughs> I think with me as a wellness consultant, but given my background in medicine, I am learning that my mess, my story, who I am, is all part of who I was meant to be. And even though I didn't understand all the pieces as I was going through them, now I see them. And I also think, because I think about when I was coded, and I don't think I told you this, but when I was coded, I remember seeing my grandmother who had passed away. Mm. And she kept telling me, like, you have to go back. It's not your time. And I kept telling her, like, I'm tired. Right. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I've reached a point now that I finally understand, like, my purpose is to help other people get better. Right. And the the way that I'm going to do that is by talking to people like you. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast and getting a message out but also from helping people in my practice and practices like mine, where we might not be doing the traditional things, but we still want to help people. And there's a way, and that's my goal. My goal is to have people not suffer the way that I suffered for 20 years. I thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like it's so cool doing this podcast because I'm not naturally a person who just talks to strangers. <laughs> and so it's kind of like my little safe space to be extroverted. And I've just met so many amazing people like you who have these amazing stories that I really think could just inspire others and just help people to see that they're not alone in their struggles, you know? And that's the whole purpose of my podcast. And it's funny because me going through my own stuff is what made me start this podcast. So it's just really cool to see how it's all coming together and how God has just really orchestrated all of these cool um, interviews and dynamics that I've had. So I just want to thank you so much for just sharing your personal story and for being vulnerable and just, you know, being willing to come on my show. It's really been great. 
Well, I enjoyed it. And I think that this is a huge platform. Podcasting is huge. Um, and one day I hope to be able to keep sharing my message the same way, but I, I used to be so shy, so I'm introverted too. <laughs> and so this has taken me out of my comfort zone, but I'm using it as an opportunity to grow. And through it. this, I've determined that I actually don't mind sharing my story. Like I was scared in the beginning, but it's only made me stronger. That's and awesome. I, yeah. Lots of resolve now. That's so cool. That's pretty much the same thing here because I kind of started off just sharing my own story and then like I was like, all right, I'm going to try to interview people. And I was like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Like I actually really like it. So it's really cool. Um, So if anybody wants to keep in touch with you, if they want to continue to follow you or ask you for advice or anything like that, where can they find you? Sure. So they can find me on Instagram at Kara J, my first name, last initial, on TikTok at Kara J underscore wellness. And then I have a website they can go to, which is my business name, kajwellness.com. And if they're interested in working with me, they can click the application form, fill it out. It automatically opens up to my calendar to schedule a 15-minute phone call free, oh, like cool. there's no nothing in it, just so that we can have a conversation about what's going on with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cara. It was so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discovering Me. I hope that you are inspired and spurred on toward a deeper connection with God. If you're looking for a church in the Southern Connecticut area, search Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. And don't forget to tune in in two weeks for a new episode of Discovering Me. And always remember to faithfully pursue a life of passion.